Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles. This is episode 105, Damn You February. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and you're getting ready for this wonderful work week that's coming upon us. Um, the reason why I titled this episode Damn You February because there's been a lot of shit happening in this month and I just pray that we can go into March with not all of this, okay? So let's get into the show. Uh, so we have Damn America. Should kids wait until they're 17 or 18 to experience transitioning? So, of course, everyone knows that Dwayne Wade went on Ellen show and he showed his support for his younger son um, going through his transitioning to be trans- transgender. And it sparked up a lot of conversation. A lot of people had some opinions. A lot of people, you know, were feeling like, okay, is he too young? Um, A lot of people were just like, um, they commended uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union for being supportive of the son, everything like that. Um, My take on younger kids transitioning is that I feel that they should be of age um, only because that they're too young, their bodies already experience certain things um, when they get a cold, uh, illness, like anything. So I feel like that with something that's so big is something that they should not experience so young. Now, when you're like 12 and 11, you are, you know, starting to hit, you know, puberty for some young females. You know, you're starting to want to go when you're going into high school at like 13 or 14 or, you know, you are starting to learn certain things. And then with social media being so big and being out there, you are seeing everything that's in front of you. So, when I was 12, I can recall me wanting to, like, play with Barbie dolls. I was learning how to jump rope. You know, it was just certain things that you were just learning how to do as a young 12-year-old, as a preteen. You know, now, with everything being on the internet and people having access to so much stuff... You know, kids are starting to take, you know, a different approach with certain things. Now, yes, I do commend D. Wade for supporting his son and coming to them and, you know, speaking and telling them like, hey, this is what I want to do. You know, this is what I've been thinking about. But it just boggles my mind because I'm just thinking to myself, why a 12-year-old, why at 12 is this young man thinking about this? You know, what exactly is he seeing? What exactly could he have experienced for him to want to do this at such a young age? And I think now a lot of kids are doing certain things because it's just so much that is being brought to them there's so much that they're you know seeing um i do blame a lot of this on social media because everyone puts a lot on social media everything detailed on social media it's just a lot for people to intake and to see when they get on social media 
I do feel as though him being 12, he he's making an adult decision to transition and to, you know, want to, you know, experience something that I think that should be left for adults to experience. And I just feel that when it comes to that, of course, you know, you, you have to be educated as a parent. You have to understand, you know, what the child may be up against, what they may face, you know, things like that. You have to be also ready for the backlash that comes about, you know, all of that. But I just think that it's very, um, it, it just puts puts people in certain, like, I don't know if it like puts them in, I wouldn't say it puts them in situations. I I just think that it's just too much. Like, I just think that people, it's just not, just not the same experience. Um, I, I came across, like, it's not the same experience as an adult that would transition versus a child to me. And I came across this article where it showed a nine-year-old shared his transgender journey. And he's in the fourth grade. And he says his name, he said that he knew he was a boy before he could properly pronounce the word transgender. So he quoted and said, it's not, he quoted and said, it's not how you act or what you wear or anything like that. It's just how you are really inside. You just feel like you just put up, you're put in the wrong body. And for him to be nine and voicing something like that so big and for him to, you know, be feeling that sort of way or understanding anything of that nature, that's a lot for a nine-year-old, you know. Um, of course, his parents said that his journey wasn't e- easy. They struggled because Jacob, like, he pulled away from them and, you know, <clears throat> they had to kind of, like, educate themselves on a certain of the whole transition process. And for a nine-year-old to think something like that, it just really brings to your mind what is around him, what is he experiencing. That's why I always go, that's why I go back to my initial point where it's just like, you know, they're too young to be even thinking of this. Like they're too young to even, you know, want to even go through such a big process like this, you know, just let the kids be kids. And this is something that is big. This is something that really an adult should only really experience and it just hurts me because there's already a big there's already big pressure on the youth and like for this to be something that's really big and something that's like a a big um discussion in America with, you know, trans transgender rights and you have the LB LB uh Q L B G Q T community and their rights. Like it's just, you know, certain things. And I feel like with the youth with that, it's a very sensitive topic. Um it's a topic where yes, as a parent, you family, you want to be there to support um, your child through the process, but it's also like, you know, do you think to yourself, hey, Jacob, I'm glad you're sharing this with me. I will support you along the way, but do you think we can revisit this when you're a little bit older? Like, I think that you're too young. Just like, you know, when kids come home and they want to date and they want to go to a party or something like that, you have to be the adult to be able to make that decision for them to be able to say like, hey, <clears throat> think you're too young to go to this party I think you're too young to date I think you're too young to do this and I feel like that should have been a conversation now I don't know if that was not the conversation that was had because yet of course we don't know what goes on in people households but 
the way that it's presented, it was just like, I don't believe that it was. Like, I believe it was just like, okay, he he sat down, he opened up to us, we expressed our um, support, um, did they did they express any concerns about anything? Like, like you never know. So, I just feel that with something that's so big as transitioning into another sex, I feel like that is something that should be experienced when you're an adult. I think nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like those are too young of ages. You know, those are too young for these kids to be even experiencing something like that or kind of even knowing about it. To be honest, like you know, they should be knowing schoolwork and knowing how to just be a kid so you know I feel like you know that is something that needs to be stressed even people who are advocates of the transgender community maybe they can express something and you know just kind of just kind of maybe put some emphasis like hey kids are kind of too young to be thinking about this like you know what exactly you know, it's out there that they have, you know, like it's just some certain things, but I, I I do commend D-Wade, but then I also step back and I'm just like, yeah, he's too young to even think of that. He's too young to even, you know, want to experience that, you know, and then he's like telling them to refer to him as her in the house and, you know, it's just <clears throat> certain things that certain things hey I won't even I'm not going down in my household but you know you have to commend Dwayne Wade he's supporting a black you know son that is queer and you know that wants to experience something so big and you know he was ready and prepared for the backlash so you do do have to support him in that fact and understand that but it is a lot of but what if and and why and you know there's a lot of that so Okay. Um, and damn America, should Baltimore get rid of the squeegee boys? So if anyone is not familiar with Baltimore, in Baltimore, so in Baltimore, basically, when you go and travel, like for instance, on North Avenue, there's a group of young guys, they have like the squeegees that you use to wipe your windshields off when you go to the gas station. They have that a spray bottle. So basically, they're trying to wipe off your windows, your windshield, your um, front window. So most of the time when I drive through Baltimore and, and I see one of them, I've caught on to what to do. I'll just, like, turn my windshield wipers on and just, like, spray my own water to wipe it or whatever. And one time I did that, the boy, like, drew a little heart or something like that. So basically what they do, when they do it, you can tip them, like, two three dollars or five dollars or something like that so the governor of merlin he says that these young men pretty much are uh, deteriorating terrorism and they're tired of like people are tired of being harassed so the young men are just basically like look we're the good guys in blue like we're like the good cops okay in the area we're trying to help people we're not trying to be out here in the street and you know cause any ruckus or anything like that so they had a community meeting and Hogan, he basically expressed his concerns about the squeegee crew. And the topic of the crew came up during the the discussion because they're talking about the crime reduction in Baltimore being his top priority. So basically, he wants to reduce the crime. So it was more discussion about the really violent crime and the shootings and the murders. But the squeegee boys, I guess, was an issue. So he thought... He said, I thought it was driving people or keeping people from coming to the city because they're tired of being harassed on the street of Baltimore by the squeegee boys. So, you know, at the end of the day, I get it. He's trying to have his main focus on the violence in Baltimore, but he can't really focus on that right now or redirect his attention to that because this particular issue is coming up about the squeegee boys. People are not wanting to come to Baltimore because they don't want to deal with interaction with them. So a good friend of mine, um, 
I was talking about this with her Amber. She lives in Baltimore. And she was like, you know, sometimes the, the boys can be a bit much. Sometimes they can get on your nerves or whatever. But I understand they're out there, you know, trying to make an honest living or whatever. And then, you know, she brought up a point like, well, you know, if they like, you know, cleaning cars and setting up stuff like that, maybe in a community someone can purchase a building for them and they can open up their own car wash like and I was like you know what I am that is a good idea because it would be an honest income coming in not saying they're not already getting an honest income but it would help them with their money flow it would help them you know bring business and people or visitors or um community people wouldn't feel no type of way, wouldn't feel like they're being harassed and being like um, they have to have them like wipe their windshield wiper, not their windshield wipers, but wipe off their windows. Like they won't feel like they have to go through that every time they ride through the streets of Baltimore. And then also I wanted to think about too, like, let's look at it like this. These young kids are out here doing something to keep them out of trouble then they're out here you know then they're out here trying to do something to keep them out of trouble trying to do something that would be positive but as a community they have to think also what do they have there for the kids to really do like there's nothing really for them to do they don't have any programs for the kids they don't offer that much <clears throat> resources for the kids to have, so they don't know anything to do but to be in the streets, do anything to try to make them some little candy money or clothing money or whatever. Um, I think that they should probably look into something where maybe it can be monitored or maybe they don't have to have so many of them or in one particular area maybe it can be like two or three whoever the head people of the squeegee boys or <clears throat> whoever is the person that is like their leader or you know something like that i feel like they should kind of take what they're doing into consideration and take what they're doing into something maybe asking for some type of guidance or help or maybe looking to like I said giving the community some resources for the kids as far as programs things that would keep them active things that would keep them out of trouble um I don't think it's like deteriorating the city or making people not come in the city or nothing like that. I mean, <clears throat> the violence alone can help that. I don't think it's definitely not the squeegee boys. So, you know, I get it. He wanted to kind of focus on the violence, but this was being brought to him in so many different ways to make it seem like, you know, this may be the cause of some of the violence because we have this. We have these squeegee boys and they're doing this. But I don't think they're harming anyone. <clears throat> I actually think it's cute. I think it was a cute little gesture, you know, that they're trying to do. Some of them is trying to help. They see your windows is dirty and you too lazy and don't want to go and clean them. So they doing it for you. They lending you a hand pretty much. So I don't think they should get rid of them. I think that they should kind of help them, provide them with something, some type of uh <clears throat> some type of, you know, structure, something that they may be looking for or, you know, lacking. So I think they'll be fine. But, you know, damn America, we have should kids wait until they're 17 or 18 to transition. And I feel that they should. I feel like transitioning at such a young age is too much for a young child, just in my opinion. But I do commend the parents for supporting them and, you know, being there for their children. And, you know, damn America, should Baltimore get rid of the squeegee boys? Absolutely not. I think the squeegee boys are just fine. I think they just need to provide them some type of resources, some guidance, and, you know, 
something that will keep them active in the community, bring some programs into community, something of that nature. But I don't think they should get rid of them at all. Um, so let's go into our rising star. We have Annette, and her last name is Garther. Um, if her last name is spelled G R O T H E E R, uh, she's the founder of Shop Docs. So she founded Shop Docs, which is a nonprofit organization that provides preventive health screenings for predominantly black men while they wait for a haircut. Since its founding in 2016, the organization has been expanded into three other states and getting ready to move into two more. So shout out to Annette. She's 29. She's from Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, she is a medical doctor at the University of Miami. She has a master in arts and science at the University of Miami and a bachelor of arts and science and medicine in the University of Colorado. So shout out um Oh, no, no. Sorry. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Science from the University of Colorado, and she has a Master of Arts in Science from the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. So shout out to Annette. She's our rising star. I will put a picture of her and where you can go check her out on um, the Instagram. So make sure you guys, you know, follow that. Um, So <clears throat> like we always do, you know, damn February. <laughs> damn you February because this twerk something segment is just beyond for February okay um so I saw where young Miami she asked his fans to send her a cash app because it was her birthday now I didn't think (laughs) was that crazy for her to do no I mean it's young Miami she's the city girls was people sending her cash I do not know, but I hope that they weren't because she has enough cash for her to come on here and ask her fans to send her some cash because it's her birthday. I thought that was fucking too much. Maybe she was drunk at the time when she sent it out, but no fans should be sending you shit, girl, because you're making money off of us, first of all. Second of all, you're on vacation, sun glistening, nice water in the background and you asking us to send you a cash app but the minute a fan does that or a minute that a fan does too much these celebrities get into their feelings and they can't understand why but it's okay i guess she was just trying to like do what we do to other people i guess do what the fans do to celebrities i guess i don't know i don't know what the whole gesture was that about but it kind of just like threw me off when i saw it and i was just like hold up is she really asking him to do that like no way no no no. this is this is a joke i hope it was a joke but um <clears throat> i didn't see when people was actually like sending her cash but i thought it was like hilarious because then you know you asking for us to send you cash but for valentine's day you bought your boyfriend a gun did you buy him that fucking gun with the cash that the people sent you for your fucking birthday, bitch? Because if you did, now that's just tacky and raggedy now. Okay, how the hell are you going to use the fans' money to buy your nigga a gun? You should have cash. Already. I mean, doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> I saw I came across the real. I can't stand that show. I feel like this, the real should have been canceled after they let Tamar go because, like, the personalities they have on there now is just, like, um. And then they got Amanda Seals on there, and she's just, uh. But anyway, they were talking about Jesse Smollett, how he's in trouble again. Chicago's looking to indict him again on some, you know, charges with the same thing about uh, how he faked the whole um, kidnapping thing and him getting hurt now the only thing I agree with Amanda about she made a good point she said you know people call the police every day and make false reports false statements so why is this such a big thing when it comes to him now I think it's such a big thing when it comes to him is because of the the way that everything played out with him like the whole like strategy of everything, him getting the two brothers and then the little ransom note. It was just like, you know, he thought too much of that out. Where versus like when people call the police for stuff, 
it's like minor, small situations, like a minor, very, 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 very limited and small. So it's like, okay, in one breath, I agree with you, Amanda. I understand where you're coming from with that. But then the next breath, I'm like, you know, <clears throat> this doesn't even really compare because that that he did was just way too much. It was too thought out. It was too much going on with it versus someone just calling the police just because, you know, like it was just too much. Um, I feel like Jesse Smollett, I feel like if they're going to do anything with him, go ahead and do it. It's just like, why are we bringing back? Why are we bringing this back into February? I thought we left this in 2019. So, like, why are we bringing it into 2020? It's just like, damn. Like, can the boy get a break? You know, we're not watching Empire. Empire ratings are low. The season is over after this season. So, it's like, you know, what more can we discuss? Can we talk about? And it's like... Are we going to keep going on and on and on and on about Jesse Smollett? Like, at this point, who cares? So, he's indicted. You know, Chicago wants to indict him. And, I mean, at the end of the day, should they? I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know what... Like, what more can they do to him at this point? Like, it's just like, okay. <sighs> we don't even give a fuck. I'm like, yeah, like, who cares? I don't think nobody cares. But I got the point. It was a cute little point. But it's just like, he just did way too much. Had he did something so small and minor and didn't have so many details and regarding everything, then yes, I would probably understand. I would probably feel an ounce, a small ounce of, you know, bad for him <clears throat> but the fact that he did I just don't I just don't like I just don't feel bad for him at all it's just like okay what the fuck I'm, I'm just more so upset that this shit is bringing into 2020 like I feel like anything that you did or anything that happened in 2019 should have stayed in 2019 with 2019 you shouldn't bring extra shit or new shit or baggage or anything into 2020 it's just like let it stay there but no, they want to keep reminding us and keep going over this and keep showing us that and whatever. It's just like, okay, whatever. And then, then of course, I'm, I'm still strolling through my timeline and I come across another video. First of all, I didn't even know Keisha Cole had a show. I don't even know what channel it comes on. It's a cute little show. She's interviewing people. It's nice. She had Amber Rose on there. And as you guys probably know, Amber Rose went... And got a forehead tattoo with her and her children's name on it. Now, her forehead is already shiny because she has a bald head. So, it's shiny as fuck. And then she has these tattoos across it. And I'm just looking at her. I'm like, when I first saw the picture, I'm like, well, why the fuck would she do something like this? I'm like, you know. Then I'm just like, okay, it's Amber Rose. You know, I don't expect nothing different, nothing, you know, crazy. So, I'm just like, what the fuck? So... Keisha's asking her and talking to her about it and this bitch comes up and says she's like Kobe inspired, inspired her to get these tattoos. No bitch, listen. We already went through the shit with Gail. Okay? Charles Barkley done already put his fucking foot in his mouth and now you gonna bring up that Kobe inspired you to get a face tattoo? No bitch. There's no way that he could inspire you to do that because if he inspired you to do anything he would inspire you to not get the fucking face tattoo, okay? At the end of the day, you're a woman, okay? Your features are on your face. Like, everyone wants to see your face. You're beautiful. Even though you may not think you are because you get hella work done, whatever. Now when I look at you, I have no choice but to look at what you have written across your fucking forehead like a fool, and it's permanent, permanent okay at the end of the day please every time a celebrity passes that was like a big time celebrity that was like big with um <clears throat> motivation please stop using like please stop using them for the fuck-ups that y'all do, okay? Like, Kobe inspired you to do shit. You did that shit because that's what you wanted to do, 
okay? And you wanted to come in the fucking month at the end of fucking February <clears throat> to show us how stupid you are, okay? I'm not doing this with y'all, okay? From Gail to Charles Barkley to Black China talking about she was racially profiled at the Oscars to the fucking strippers being stranded in Miami. At this point... Just bring March together. Just bring March. You know, like, this is just beyond. So, <clears throat> I'm just constantly, like, listening to her. Then it's like she's, I had to zone her out because she just sounds so crazy. Like, when she mentioned Kobe inspired her to get that tattoo, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, bitch, won't you say, you know what, Kobe inspired me to spend some more, more, more time with my child or spend some more time with my family or Kobe inspired me to write a book or Kobe inspired me not to do this. Like, say something like that. Not fucking tattoo. Like, get, get a man a little bit more, like, recognition than that. Like, he inspired you to get a fucking face tattoo. Like, bitch, bye. Too much. It's too much. So she just took me down. Then Black China took me down because she's talking about... <clears throat> And the red carpet, the Oscars, she was racially profiled. First of all, bitch, we're trying to figure out how did you get there? Who invited you? And they must have need seat fillers. First of all, when we saw you there at the Oscars, we were surprised because I had to look up. Like, you know, was she in any movies? Did she sing on an album? Was she naked in a movie? Like, what the fuck was she there for? So it had to be because you was a seat filler. So now you're talking about you experienced racism on the red carpet. What? What exactly was the racism, China? What What could have they had possibly said to you? Tell me that. Like, they probably were like, oh, and who are you again? Oh, black, oh, nice to meet you. Yes, perfect. You didn't come there with a the date. So, like, what were you there for? Then the dress you had on was showing that fucking thigh tattoo. It was just like, you know, it was just too much. And, you know, you bringing up this, you bringing up that, that you keep doing shit to your face. It's just like, girl, girl. I doubt it if they was being racist. I mean, at the end of the day, we all know the Oscars are for the whites. We all know that the Oscars ratings were low because there were no blacks damn near nominated okay so no one was watching it i don't think people watch the oscars anyway <clears throat> to be honest but for you to really sit there and say you know they i'm just still trying to i'm not even on the racist part because i didn't even get to that when i saw it i'm still trying to figure out in my mind what the fuck you were doing there that's what i'm trying to figure out like what the fuck was black china doing at the oscars when i saw the picture i'm like oh what the fuck I I Google so fast. I'm like, well, what the fuck is she there for? What the fuck did she do? What the fuck was she in? Besides that little, her own little reality show. I know that ain't up for no fucking Oscar. The fuck? Like, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I didn't know what to do. It, it just threw me off. It was just way off. So, you know, here I got your friend Amber Rose, who's saying that Kobe inspired her to get a fucking forehead tattoo. Then I got you on the other end talking about some they racially profiled you at the oscars and then i'm trying to figure out why you there at the oscars so at this point i'm like damn you february damn you damn it like why why february why you know then you know i see to this thing where like Malika, she finally tells us that OT Genesis is the father of the baby and they're just going to be best friends. And it's probably because he was cheating on her with this other girl. So now they're just going to co-parent and she's going to go ahead and have this baby. Bitch, we've been wanting to figure out who your baby father was when you first announced that you was pregnant, when you gave us that clear blue ad. Okay? Now down the line, this don't even seem surprising to us because, bitch, we wanted to know when you first announced it. Okay? We clearly knew O.T. Jennings was the father because we didn't know that you were messing with anybody the fuck else. So finally, when we get the news, we're not even shocked. We're just like, oh, okay, he's the father. Great. Wow. Perfect. Baby doesn't. Great. Like, 
We, we didn't care. We didn't care. The point of the matter is, bitch, you should have gave us the news when you first peed on the stick and you took the picture of the stick. That's when we wanted the news and we would appreciate the news. Now we see, like, oh, O.C. Genesis is the father. Great. Perfect. And y'all not together. Oh, perfect. Wow. So it must have been, like, oh, a drunk night. Y'all think y'all was going to get back together, but God did another miracle for y'all. You're pregnant. Perfect. Like, giving us news that we don't already know or already wanted from the very beginning it doesn't seem surprising to us when we finally get it okay we're not excited we're just like okay whatever and then I guess down the line she wanted to give us the news when she wanted to give us the news that's fine but bitch you can't do that okay we want the news right away I don't want to wait three four five months I don't want to wait until we get to a new decade to get the news give me the news right away Okay, I want to know who your baby father is, okay? Because I don't want to do long down the line, I don't want to do pick snitches and shit trying to figure out who the fucking father was when the baby is here. Like, you have to give me that news when you pee on that stick. That's how I want the news. Like, pee on the stick and tell me who your father is. Like, she going to wait all these months. Like, the fuck? And then going to tell us, like, oop, oop, there you guys go, bloop, bloop, the fuck? Okay, so <clears throat> everybody knows I love Future. You know, Future is a part of my family. Him and my grandmother, may she rest in peace, they have the same birthday. So Future is a part of my family. You know, I go online and I see this post that says Future wants to, he's requesting to lower his child support payments for the girl that's claiming to have a baby girl by him, the girl that he subpoenaed for talking about their sex life, whatever like that. And I'm just looking at the post. I'm like, damn, bro, how the fuck am I going to be out here supporting you, you my family, and you out here doing this reckless shit like this? And he done went to Jamaica for Lori Harvey's birthday. Hella extravagant, okay? Then I see you on fucking Valentine's Day with all these fucking rose petals and shit all over the fucking ground and the ceiling and the fucking countertops and shit. And then you went got the nerve to ask the fucking court to reduce your child support payments. The typical nigga shit. Now, I can't support you if you're going to do shit like that and you know for valentine's day you didn't even have to do all that shit you could have you know just gave the kids card and candy and did whatever you had to do with her but no you didn't do it that way your fucking ass wanted to spend money and get all them fucking roses and all this other shit and shit that didn't even make any sense shit that you didn't even need to do so here we are Yet again, everyone is on my line. It's like, oh, Shay, did you see? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. You know, I had a conversation with him. And I just had to let him know that he can't be doing shit like this because this is a reflection of us. You know, this is a reflection of our friendship. He can't be out here making these kind of moves like this. Like, we have to stay low. You can't be out here buying fucking APs and buying shit and then you requesting for your fucking child support payments to be lower because then, you know, that makes you look like how they want you to look, a deadbeat dad. And I can't have that for my friend. You know, he's my friend. So, you know, friend, future friend, I'm going to need you to discuss things with me, okay, before you do anything so, you know, tragic as requesting to then to lower your payments. Like, you can't be doing that shit, okay? Then, you know, this Lori Harvey got him really, like, he in love because this nigga done went and got his fucking nails manicured. So, anytime a bitch introduced you to new shit, you in fucking love. So, he in fucking love because this bitch done introduced him to get his fucking nails manicured. And I'm just quite pissed because I'm not going to get what I need out of this friendship. And that's a good toxic album. I'm not going to get it because he's in fucking la-la land with this bitch. I mean... <clears throat> Friendship is a two-way street. You know, I give you what you want. I give you your support. You just give me what I need in return, and that's a fucking album. But clearly, I'm not going to get it, okay? You know, I don't want to have to end our friendship future, but if it, if I need to, I will. So you need to get it together, friend. Okay, friend? Get it together. So, whew, that just took a lot out of me because I really cherish our friendship. Like, our friendship is something. So, you know... Speaking of friendships, it's not a friendship, you know, 
friendships, they come and, and go, but you have true friends. So I do believe that Romeo was definitely a true friend to Angela Simmons. If you ever watch Growing Up in Hip Hop, he's leaving Growing Up in Hip Hop. And, you know, in the new season, he's not really on it as much. Him and Angela have a falling out. He says, you know, Angela understands where the falling out came from. They talked off the show. But I did peep that. <clears throat> Bow Wow is starting to show up more on the New York show. And he's starting to be around Angela more and film more. And, you know, I wonder, is was that their way of kind of slowly pushing Romeo out to bring in Bow Wow so that Angela can have a storyline? Because Angela Simmons doesn't have shit going on. Nothing. The storyline that we had of her, we got it. The fiancé died, passed away. You know, she was pregnant. We had that storyline. There's no more storyline that we need from Angela. Like, we don't need anything else from her. So, of course, it makes sense to bring Bow Wow in because her and Bow Wow so-called rekindling whatever they had. So, that would be her storyline. So, Romeo probably is like, you know what? Fuck this. You're not going to keep using me for a storyline. Then when we off the show, you acting cute and brand new. Nah, fuck no. So, he's leaving. And I don't blame him because, you know, you're not going to use me to the extent you want to use me. And then when it all boils down, you don't even really fuck with me. So, <clears throat> of course, they're going to bring Bow Wow in. He's ruthless. He don't give a fuck. He just want to be seen. Okay. He just want certain shit to be added to his resume. So, you think he really cares about probably being used for Angela for a storyline? He probably was in it all and was like, yeah, we can do this. We can do that. Because I got to get myself out there anyway. Blah, say blah. You know, the millennial tour is coming up. And I need to make sure, you know, people are still worrying about Bow Wow. I ain't nobody give a fuck about Bow Wow. Ain't thought. Ain't even thought. No one has even put it together to even think about it to be honest so you know I just thought that was like real fucked up when I was watching it I'm just like oh okay I see what's going on here they trying to fake rekindle something he's talking about maybe doing this doing that and I'm just like okay I get it this is what they this is what you know slowly coming in slowly bringing back slowly um so I've always been a fan of Neo. I love Neo. He's very talented. He can write. He can sing. All of that. When he was with his first wife, and everyone was talking about how, you know, he went and got married to Crystal Smith, and they had a baby, and he told his first wife that he didn't want to have no more kids, and she went and tied her tubes. So when he's with Crystal Smith, we're like, oh, he's having all these fucking kids. Well, apparently they're getting a divorce. They're splitting up. And um, I saw, I came across this comment that I saw and someone was like, people was asking, like someone said, first of all, he has a whole side chick from Vegas. That's first of all. So he's been cheating. And then second of all, somebody said, well, isn't he actually gay? He's always hanging out at this gay club in Atlanta and being on gay apps. They was like, that's the tea with the gay guys here. And they identify his car and everything. So, you know, I always thought, you know, like Neo had that persona about him. And, you know, he always kind of gave off that. So a lot of people were like, you know, Crystal, she thought she had it good with Neo. She thought she, you know, was the hot shit when she's with him so it's just like karma and you know my thing is too I watched her little show they had like this little show I think that came on E or some shit and she did act like her shit didn't stink she did act like her marriage was the best thing popping because she's married to Neo Neo does this for her Neo does that they have these kids now look at her so at the end of the day you know we never (laughs) Neo just, one, it's not cute to me. And two, it's just like, it's it's some shit going down there. I mean, him saying he has a whole side chick, them saying that she, he has a whole side chick in Vegas would kind of explain why he always was being seen in Vegas because clearly he's going to go meet with the side chick. And Crystal probably just had enough. Like, you know, she's probably known about these side chicks and side niggas 
for forever. And she probably is just like, you know what? Shit is starting to get out. People are probably starting to catch up on shit. I need to cut this shit. I need to let it go. Let it dead. Pull the fucking flatline from this shit. Because, one, this nigga is not going to embarrass me, okay? He's not going to embarrass me, especially if he's fucking niggas. Definitely not going to embarrass me. So, you know, their little split, I don't see it getting nasty. I just see it like, okay. Neo ain't thought he's in the club partying, dancing, having a good fucking time. He can care less about this fucking divorce. He probably is probably happy and probably can't wait to get rid of her ass, as far as I can see. Like, he was singing, dancing, chopping it up. Like, he ain't fucking thought. Ain't thought. So, you know. But that that bitch karma, that bitch is something. And then speaking of someone who ain't thought, so Drea put in a tweet talking about she's trying to adjust to the single life, and she tweets how her life is different now, and adjustments are hard. So what the fuck is the adjustments, bitch? Because you've been engaged for damn near months or maybe even years. So I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck are you adjusting to because y'all should still be co-parenting. Are you adjusting to being back on the market because bitch i just seen a picture of you out to dinner with some football players so you ain't doing that much adjustment now what you're not going to do is do fucking tweets to kind of get our attention okay because we ain't asked for it so at the end of the day you adjusting pretty fine bitch you traveling you got a fucking swimsuit line okay you picking and dropping your kids off every day bitch you adjusting just fine okay every time i go on your fucking instagram you're on a plane so ain't that much adjustments. Ain't that much. You've been with that nigga for forever, okay? He proposed. You didn't want to get married. And you didn't want to get married because you didn't know what this nigga was going to end up as far as the NFL. He fucked up his contract with the Eagles. And after that, you was like, hell no. I'm done. So you move on to the next. Bitch, please don't give me this adjustments. It's hardship. Bitch, you don't know nothing about no adjustment. What you adjusting to? Your bank account being different? That's about it. Can't be adjusting to what you feeling sorry, what you feeling sad? No. Okay? And you even got something on fucking Valentine's Day, bitch. Okay? So please, kill me and miss me with the bullshit. And then also with the bullshit, we have Karuchi. She's getting upset now because... Her manager is stealing money for her. Now, bitch, if you would have listened to Chris Brown when he was trying to tell you not to mess with that man, not to get into no business involvements with him, then you wouldn't be in the predicament that you're in. But no, you wanted to go online and do four or five different interviews talking about how Chris did this to you, Chris did that to you. Meanwhile, while you're doing the fucking interviews, your scamming ass manager is taking all your fucking money. But everyone blames Chris. Chris Brown don't know what he doing. Chris Brown is cokehead. Chris Brown is that. But Chris Brown was trying to save your ass, okay? But you didn't want to listen. You wanted to do interviews. You wanted to go on my man. You wanted to talk about him. This and the third. Mind you, Chris is probably fucking pop locking and dropping it and laughing at your ass, okay? Because you should have listened. He told you, but you ain't want to listen. That's the one time that you should listen to your man. Your man knew. He told us. He told you. And it went right over your fucking head. You ain't even catch it. Ain't catch it at all. At all. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of shit that done went down this week in Hollywood. They done really did a lot of stuff. Like, uh, apparently, Tahiri is joining marriage boot camp, but who, but who... Who the fuck is she joining it with? I don't even know who this bitch is dating. She's on Love and Hip Hop trying to convince Sin and trying to convince herself that she doesn't want to be with Joe Button. Now, if she shows up on Marriage Boot Camp with Joe Button, that would be the day. <laughs> that would be the day that I would just, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. I would just be, just, I would just be so shocked. Because at the end of the day, I don't think Joe Button needs to check that bag. Like, Joe Button Podcast is doing really good on Spotify. Like, he doesn't need to check that bag that he would end up on Marriage Bootcamp with her. So, this is allegedly. So, hopefully, she's not on there. And then if she is on there, who the fuck is she on there with? Or who the fuck is she dating? Maybe she's keeping her dating life very secretive and we don't know who the person is. But 
I just thought you had to be dating someone to even be on the show. But who the fuck am I? I might be all fucking wrong. I don't know. But I thought that's what you had to do. So, you know, the twerk something segment. (laughs) Damn you, February. Damn you, February. Oof. Jeez. Okay. So let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do. Uh, Mrs. Johnson is cut your poor daughter hair on camera. Apparently, the mother was upset because the baby father got someone else to do the daughter hair. The daughter had these cute braids in, and she's on camera with the pair of scissors cutting the braids out the hair. Now, I hope you didn't cut the little girl's hair. I hope you cut where exactly the fake hair started or whatever the fuck the baby had in her hair. Then, on top of that, come on. You mad because the baby father, listen, at least the baby father is taking care of the daughter and getting the hair done. Like, you really going to do that? Like, that's just embarrassing. You know, the little girl was crying and stuff. It was just, it was just ridiculous. So, you know, that's what you want to do. And then what you want to do, people of the United States, is bring all the same foolishness into March. Leave this shit in February, okay? February has 29 days. It's a leap year, I do believe. So leave that shit in February. Once we hit the 29th day, people, please don't bring this same shit that y'all been doing in February into March 1st. We want to start March 1st off clean slate. Matter of fact, we're calling March 1st New Year's Day, okay? Because the way that the New Year started, it was started with a bunch of bullshit. So March 1st, March 1st is going to be New Year's. New Year's Day, okay? We're starting clean, fresh, all right? We don't want that shit, okay? We we don't want it, okay? It's just like, you know, I know y'all think y'all can do that and bring that shit into March, but please don't. Please don't. Once it hits the 29th day on your calendar, whatever shit you was doing in February, leave that shit, okay? Leave it. Please. Please leave it. I don't know how much I have to like speak on this and elaborate on this, but people, that's what you won't do is bring that shit into March. Don't bring it. Leave it. Leave it alone. And that means don't bring no niggas that you've been fucking and cussing out. Don't bring none of this shit, okay? Don't bring it. Just keep it there. Keep it there. So this is episode 105, Damn You February. I hope everyone has a wonderful work week. Um, Of course, you guys can catch us on all streaming platforms, Google Play, Spotify, Our Heart Music, um, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all of that. Um, Also, follow us at Shanghai underscore Chronicles. And make sure you listen to past episodes so you can get caught up, good people. And yet again, have a good work week. And I'm out.